bienvenido al podcast de Orient Perspective con el mío, Steve Nussbaum, y el mío, buen amigo, Asun Statchum, Bede de Legende, Mr. Paul Levy. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well done, well done. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 24 of the Orient Outlook podcast. Thank you very much indeed for all your tweets over the course of the last seven days, uh, and in fact probably slightly longer because we hadn't, yeah. didn't have a podcast last week. So we've now exceeded 1,130 followers on Twitter. Thank you so much to everybody um, who has and is following us. Yeah, that's amazing. We are now on Instagram uh, as well, new to Instagram. So if you've got an Instagram account, please give us a follow or we'll be publishing all our photos that we do for the O's. Lovely. Also, uh, back to Twitter, um, if you're not aware, I'm sure 99.9% of you probably are, but you can also set your alerts on Twitter for uh, an update. So the minute that someone tweets, you can uh, you can get an alert on that. So go in and set your account. I think you go to our page um, and then go into the settings, which is the cog, yep. um, and just set it. So as soon as we tweet, you'll get all the information that we send out. Um, also include or in Outlook for a retweet or if possible if we can mention it in the podcast we will do so thank you very much you can email us if you're inclined orientoutlook at outlook.com yep so uh, Paul mentioned that the last podcast was on New Year's Eve which was 10 days ago last year amazing yeah um, and we got some fantastic feedback on that and some fantastic listening figures so thanks to everyone who listened to that so we'll start off with good friend of the show at Dazos O's said excellent episode love the commentary Seeing the O's goals will never be the same again. I share Paul's anger at the treatment of legends. Fair point, Darren. Yeah, I think that was uh, that was a point that I needed to make and get off my chest, to be honest with you. Yeah, and you did so. Um, also, uh, dear Stu, thanks for getting in touch. At dear Stu, excellent podcast, chaps. Thanks very much. Totally agree with your comments about so-called fans booing legends. Disgrace. Hashtag Super Fabio. Yep, at Teresa E17, love the podcast 23. Where did you get that commentary? Well, Teresa, that's our secret. Um, but glad you liked it, seemed to go down well. And yeah, thanks for your feedback. Um, at Adam Joseph, caught the at or in Outlook 23 episode. Excellent work, guys. Big transfer window ahead. Keep Coxie, sign a class keeper from the Prem or on loan, uh, from the Prem on loan question mark. Yep, fair point. Um, at Dean underscore seven Cox said, already listened yesterday. Great podcast, lads. And thank you. Happy New Year. Nice one, Coxie. Us doing a, a tweet to him. So thanks for that, Dino. Uh, at Biggs, Fred Biggs. Just listened to Orient Outlook podcast for the first time. It is fantastic. Get on and listen. Thanks for getting in touch. And thanks for listening for the first time. Welcome welcome aboard. Yep, and tell your friends. And lastly, last review, at Giorgio Irwin 77 said, I effing loved the Italian commentary. I laugh so hard every time. Happy birthday, David Mooney. So, he's put David Rooney. <laughs> David Rooney. So, yeah, if you didn't listen to episode 23, we do new commentary or have got new commentary recorded. And, yeah, if you've not listened already, give it a listen because it's a, a good one. Okay, so the goal of the month result, okay, um, that uh, overwhelmingly went to uh, Chris Dagnall. So, well done, Chris Dagnall, um, for the game in December against Crawley. Um, just to remind you, great build-up play with a crossfield pass from Omazusi to Cox, who was hugging the touchline. With the outside of his boot, he puts a beautiful cross, which Dagnall heads superbly a la Van Persie in the World Cup, uh, which goes into the back of the net...
So that was our special Chris Dagnall golf celebration. If you did miss it last week, there it was. So as Paul said, great go. Omo, great crossfield ball. Cox, yeah. first time, beautiful cross. Wasn't it? We on Dagnall's head. Superb. Great goal. Thanks for all your, all your votes. It was a, it was great. So thanks for that. Which leads us on nicely to our goal of the year result. So we put it out there. Had loads of feedback about loads this. Of this. Yeah. So we'll do the top three. And third was uh, Odebajo, his goal at Wembley in the playoff final. Great goal. And nice to see he's still finally remembered. Yeah. Um, second, and to be fair, this was my vote, and I thought this would go and win it, was the Cox goal um, versus Gillingham. Great team goal. Yeah. 25 to 30 passes. Oh, Great good. finish in the end by Dino Cox. Um, but that came second. And your winner was also uh, Dean Cox for his goal in the playoff semi-final against, against Peterborough. Peterborough. And it was a great goal. And this um, is how it sounded to us. Yep. That was actually mm. Dave Victor's commentary from the actual... Uh... <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I've no idea what you're saying, but, but apart from goal, I don't know what the end yeah. is, but it sounds brilliant. So, um, well done to everybody, uh, to, the, to the two winners, and thank you again for everybody who voted for that. Uh, much appreciated. Um, yeah. So we started Thursday, the 1st of January. Happy New Year. We tweeted uh, and asked what... Uh, we asked you what was your 2015 wish for Leighton Orient and there was no shortage of tweets on this either. I'm sorry to those of you who we aren't able to read out. Um, if we were, we'd probably be here for hours. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, books read, uh, Spirit, Heart and Pride. Yep. Three wishes there. I like that. That's a good one. At Mr Orient said not to be relegated. At Luke BR 1998 promotion. Yeah, at Charlie Wright, uh, top 10 finish. David Sears three at David Sears three avoiding relegation comfortably and Coxie carrying on doing what he what he does best for us and no one else. Yep, yeah, at Kelly nineteen fourteen Kelly. My wish for two thousand and fifteen is to go back to Wembley and win the playoffs up the O's. At Sam Cass nine, everyone to stop mentioning last season and to move on and start looking forward. Eight points to the playoffs as it was when it was tweeted. See you in May. Yeah, at LOFC Chaz for Dean Cox to stay and for Daggles to not stop scoring. At the authentic Gaz says stability and plenty of it. Hopefully, the last two games will signal an upturn in fortunes as the safety of mid-table beckons. Yeah, our embraces said pre-season tour to Italy and Albania. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, uh, the Italy yeah, and Albania. Absolutely, Ross at Ross Kerwood, a fully fit and functioning squad with some stability thrown in too. Not much to ask for, eh? <laughs> I like that one. At O's fan basing said positivity. We ain't going to win them all, but we can carry on and we can move forward. At Harlow Orient, also for Dean Cox to be still with us to get his next 50 goals. At Yasin underscore Saturn, into Milan at home for pre-season. Bang on the money. That's amazing because, you know, it just goes to show the different expectations that everyone has. Some yeah. people at that point were like, I just don't want to be relegated. Other people were like, we can do this and make the playoffs. It's just amazing to see the variance between yeah. the different supporters. And I, feel, I still think it's like that... Uh, now, really, in terms yeah. of where it's going to go. So, also, uh, on New Year's Day, there was a late-night tweet by at FL72 saying that Cardiff were preparing a, co- a Cox bid. Uh, I tweeted, and I thought that was lazy journalism, to be honest. Yep. Don't you? Cox had just moved 
to where he's from, sort of back to where he comes from, uh, which I think is near Brighton. And more likely, he'll go to Brighton if he goes anywhere at all. Russell Slade's under pressure at Cardiff, as it seems, despite them winning a few games and moving up the table. Um, and at the time I wrote this, he's also after Revel, which yeah. has now turned into a signing. So, look, never say never, but I think it's highly unlikely. Yeah, my thoughts on that is that, you know, Russ knows Cox well. Cox likes working for Russ. Mm. And although Cox does love the O's, if Cardiff do, do come in for Cox... Cox would jump at the chance, you know. I don't. I think it'd be unrealistic to expect Cox to stay if Cardiff did come in for yeah. him or any championship, championship. club. He's yeah. in great form, and I don't think he'd turn down an offer if, if a bigger club came calling. So you know, we'll see. You know what happens on January the thirty first or before. Yeah. So interesting. Then there was another tweet on. Oh, sorry, moving on to Friday the second of Jan. Uh, so we just round up the, the the rest of the last sort of ten days. Mill was Josh Wright set to cancel his contract apparently and join Late Norin on a two-year deal. Uh, another rumour that surfaced as well was that we'd taken on Tom Bolorinwa, um, who on trial, who's the brother of former winger Moses Odebadjo. Mo part two. I'd love that. I'd love to get yeah, another Mo in. Never quite works out the same, does it? No. Always bittersweet. Yeah. Also, the club tweeted a compilation of Dean Cox's 50 goals, uh, which lasts for 15 minutes. Uh, worth every minute. There are some great quality goals in there. And like we went over in episode twenty three, you know, everyone's got their own favourite. Some people said Huddersfield, you know, that was a cracker. You know, yeah, that was an amazing goal. Posh playoff, Gillingham, my Wal- personal favourite, Sheffield United. Also from the halfway line. Also from the halfway line. You know, the Crawley free kick. There's loads of great goals. So, yep, if you've not seen them yet, it's definitely worth a, a watch on the Orient YouTube channel. Yeah. Saturday the third of January, we're supposed to be playing Bradford at home, but that got postponed because. Bradford were in the FA Cup, they were still involved in the FA Cup. Yeah, really frustrating actually, we was on a really good run of form and I yeah. think we would have beat Bradford yeah. ha- had they come. I, I thought we, you know, we would have won that and that would have been three wins in you know, nine or ten days and we would Even have been, a had a real spring in our step. Yeah. So annoying that that's been postponed. Yeah. Um, and Bradford done right actually, I think they drew two or three or mil. they got a replay this week. So well done to uh, Bradford on Saturday night. Because um, the players obviously had the day off, a few of them turned up at the darts. So I wonder how they did that. Pictured was <laughs> yeah, pictured was Scotty C, Matt Baldry, James McEnough, Dagnall, Moons, Henderson. Thought it was great to see the team bonding. Yep. Uh, also funny to see McEnough pictured sitting down when all the others were standing up. Nothing changes. Same old <laughs> JB McEnough. <laughs> Uh, moving on to Monday the 5th, Lee Southernwood, Head of Sports Science, and Joe Sharp, who was a youth physio, they leave the club. The club are pleased to welcome Gianluca Romano, who's the new Chief Scout, Vito Michelli, new first team liaison officer, and Alessandro Mamarito, who's the new assistant physio. I like the fact that the new Chief Scout is not the goalkeeping coach, because it actually means that we can get some proper scouting going on, because I don't think did and did. Yeah, I, do you know what, I was just about to say that, I like the fact, yeah, the Chief Scout, that's just his role. Nothing else. Yep. Not a coach, another department. So hopefully we should start to see new players come in and prove dividends. Now we've got someone actually employed to do that. You know, he's yeah. obviously Italian. Does he know the English league very well? I don't know. You know, if he's going to be scouting Italian or English players, it's you know an interesting one. But you know, as Paul said, at least we've got an actual scout. If he's just if he's just coach. a random Italian bloke that they've just flown over, then then that's not good. But if he's actually a footballing guy and he's actually got contacts, then it's actually doesn't matter if he's Italian. It's just he's got. We just need someone with good contacts that can get some good yep. players in. And I don't quite know what Vito Michelli's role as new first team liaison officer. He's liaising between the first team and the admin staff. What does Mauro do then? 
Mate, I don't understand. But no idea. Yeah, look, okay. Look. If anyone knows, please let us know. At Orient Outlook, you can tweet us. Yeah, Mal just looks pretty with his uh, lovely head of uh, curly, curly... Still looks like a bombardie. Curly wafting hair. Still looks like a bombardie. Um, okay, so following this development, at F underscore Beavis tweeted us, the backroom staff team turning more Italian each week. How do, we, how do you feel about that? Have the O's well and truly gone foreign? Which yep. started a fairly lengthy discussion and which many other fans joined in. Yeah, it was really good actually. We obviously can't mention again all the tweets, otherwise we'd be looking at an hour podcast. Um, so we've so we've tried to kind of cut down on the tweets we mentioned. Yeah. Um, but obviously we we sent out a tweet, um, you know, and we said we shouldn't be so focused on what nationality new employees are. It's about the skill set they bring to the club. It's unusual in League One to have many non-English people at a club but we're owned by an Italian uh, who are bringing people he knows or who have been recommended by people he knows and ultimately who have got his trust um, I suspect he hasn't got much this is Francesco Bichetti he hasn't got much in the way of English connections so it's inevitable for the time being the new staff will be Italian yeah I agree with that and we really need to be bringing players through the youth system and I hope this is also a focus for the president and CEO yeah, yeah so I've added on that wasn't obviously in the whole tweet but we've just yeah. added on to to get our opinion across really yep absolutely also on Monday which is quite funny uh, Orient fans started changing their name by Depot and <laughs> well the Depot not so much yeah yeah. The, yeah the Twitter to reflect the more Italian sounding name uh, it's, yeah it's quite funny I think mine was uh, Giuseppe Russo what was my one yours you was it? like uh, Paolo and then Livianto or something okay. like that uh, but yeah, hence our intro into the show. Yeah, that Italian. was our contribution in response to everyone changing their Twitter handles. Yep. So we're moving on to Tuesday, um, uh, last week, Tuesday the 6th of January. Josh Wright signs until the end of the season following his uh, release from Millwall. How do you feel about that? Good uh, squad player. Good squad player. Um, I don't think he's a midfielder who he get who will get you 10 to 15 goals. I think if he's going to score, he'll get you five goals if he plays consistently throughout a season. He's got, he's got better. better. Yeah. He's got better, and obviously his understanding will improve as he plays more and more games. Because obviously, James is still going to be out for a couple of months. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we'll we'll look forward to seeing what he does. But well done, Josh, who now follows us on Twitter. So well done, Joshy Boy, and thanks for the follow. On Wednesday, seventh of Jan, uh, it was announced by the LO uh, Loft, sorry, that Hearns Matchroom have appealed Loft's asset of community value application for Brisbane Road. Uh, but no details or reasons known yet. But although I've seen Pern take a bit of a beating on social media really? about that. But to be expected, I guess. Mm. You know, they shouldn't be appealing that, but I guess it'll come out in time while they have and, you know, hopefully it won't tarnish Hearn's period at the club. Well, I don't think it will, but a strange one, that. Mm. Bradford home game was confirmed also on uh, on that day for Tuesday the 16th of Feb. That's a date for your diary. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Tuesday night games coming up at Brisbane Road in the next couple of months. So get the gloves on, get the scarves on, because yeah. it's going to be a cold one. Get a nice warm warm jacket as well. Yeah, which leads us on to Thursday the 7th of Jan, which was the fans forum. So we were invited, but we both couldn't make it. We've both gone back to work, back to the day jobs. Um, more news will be on that. Um this week via the usual outlets once it's all been signed off we've seen some notes on it and it sounds like it's all pretty good news actually and it's yeah, all positive. really good and we saw a few people on Saturday who said it was really good and enjoyed it so yeah looking forward to getting those out and hopefully we'll be at the next one providing yeah, one of us can make can it, it. Yeah. Um, then An- Angelo Angeleri uh, did an interview with the Waltham Forest Guardian um, speaking with the assistance uh, of a translator 
Um, although he does speak English, he has English. I think he's just not confident to to do everything in in English. So fair play for the time being. We don't want Leighton Orient to become an Italian football club. This is absolutely not our intention at all. You want to leave it as it is, and are just trying to bring people in that will improve the club. That's the the the. the Interview goes on a lot longer than that, but, yep. but you can read that yourself at the Waltham Forest Guardian. Yeah, yeah, it was a good, good, good read. Good actually, good read. Yeah, it's, they all say the right things. They all have genuine good intentions. It's just not coming across on the playing field and and perhaps behind the scenes from what we can see. But it will all come together. Yeah, we just I, have to be patient. I think the thing to remember is it's their first foray into football. Yeah, and they will make mistakes. But as long as they learn from mistakes, then you know I think that's as far as me really. Uh, so it leads us on to Friday the ninth. Of January, strong rumours started by John Lundstrom earlier in the week on Twitter, uh, result in the club announcing that he signed on a 28-day youth loan. Apparently. So he returns. Um, my thoughts on that: <sighs> he's all right. You know, loads of people got really excited about it. For me, he was all right last season. He had some great games. You know, Gillingham at home last season, he was phenomenal. Um, but you, but he also had some pretty terrible games. You know, mm. Peterborough away in the playoff, he was. Rubbish, um, you know he didn't do so well at Blackpool. Uh, although I was saying that he played seventeen times for him, so he's probably uh, not the best place to be playing right now either. No, absolutely. But hopefully, it's quite a toxic club. That hopefully he played at a higher level, a bit more experienced. For me, again, a good squad player. But when James comes back and James is fit, I would expect James to start over him. So it'd be interesting to see how he gets on alongside Vincelo and who. Fabio chooses out of him and Wright but for me yeah I'm happy to have him back but no real progress on last year considering we've got the money to bring in better players for me slightly disappointing if I'm honest yeah well you have to think as well I don't know when Lloyd James is back but I don't think it's going to be for a month or two yet no absolutely um, and he's only possibly with us for a month unless yeah. we extend it but yeah but best of luck to him you know <coughs> I wish absolutely. I wish him all the best yeah we'll we do. see what he does also on Friday, Liverani gave an interview to the uh, official website. Said that Clark and Plasmati would be fit for Fleetwood. He also said that Jay Simpson's injury is progressing well. He said that Darius Henderson will be back next week. Interesting. Which would be interesting. So maybe Henderson will appear against Preston. Uh, McEnough will be out for another three weeks. Uh, but there are longer injuries for Bartley and James but for me, that's interesting. You know, I think Fabio's got some big choices to make in the upcoming weeks. But this is great now that he's got a yeah. squad to choose from. Yeah, no. competition for places because people can be complacent when there's not. Absolutely. Oh, I'm all right, I've got that spot naturally, so I don't have to try as hard. Yeah. But now they've got to be playing out of their skin. Absolutely. It was also announced on Friday that Alex Revel was John Cardiff. So well done to the Revmeister getting a big move. Yeah. Slightly so, ironic that you know the guy who ended our playoff defeats ends up playing for our manager that he defeated in the that he defeated final, in the yeah. playoff final. You can't beat him, join him. Right? <laughs> yeah. I like it. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I think it's a shame that Rotherham let him go because they that he fired them into with those two goals. He, oh. he put them in that league, so they obviously offered money too good to turn down. He'll never score a better goal than that. In his goal. life, he'll never hit a sweet. In his life, he'll never hit. He'll never hit a sweeter ball. Anyway, let's yep. move on from that. Yeah, we digress. So, team announced for on, on Saturday's game. Woods in goal, Omazusi, Cuthbert, Lowry, Desainer at the back. Yep. Pritchard right, Vince Lowe and Cox in the middle and Dagnall and Mooney starting up front with a substitutes bench. Looking quite strong with Sawyer, Baldry, Clark, Lisby, Lundstrom, Plasmati and Granger. And let's look at that. Baldry, Clark, Lisby, all first team, first choice last season. Yeah, I've got to say that's a, that's a really strong squad. 
Yes. You know, um, two changes there for the O's. To say that Amuni came in for Sora and Lisby, for me, I think Lisby has to start along Dagnall. Um, I can only think that he's probably just yeah. slowly edging him back in. I know, but they didn't play for like 10 days. So they should have, uh, even though it was Lisby's first game back away to Yeovil, I still think Lisby would have been ready to play okay. to start. But for me, Lisby doesn't have the same impact off the bench as what Mooney would have. I'd rather see Lisby start with daggers. Um, okay. But, you know, that's just There's me. no height there, though, is there? No, but Lisby's very good in the air. Lisby's very good head of the ball. I think that's quite a strong squad, although I do feel for Gary Sawyer. He's been solid. Absolutely, not yeah. dr- and, and it's a shame that he's not been dropped because he's been playing badly, which is ordinarily why you drop a player, I'd imagine. But yeah. Uh, a few people felt the same way, actually. At yeah. HA51ER said, I feel a little bit for Sawyer. I thought you played well at Yeovil. Uh, at... Kai showing looks strong up front. What with with what we've got, it's a good lineup. Expecting Moons, Cox, and Wright to be subbed. Looking at that, he's actually hit the three subs on the head. Uh, Moons, no, Moons played the whole lot, didn't he? No, it came off for Plasmati. Well done, Kai oh, showing. Okay. Uh, if you want to give me any uh, hints or tips on your secret bets, you know next week, yeah, or anything, feel free. <laughs> yeah, nice one. At Tommy T Lee said, still don't think Pritchard is good enough on the wing, but possibly the best option at the moment. Which yeah, is fair, he's fair not, enough comment. He's not. He's not a winger. That's the problem. Yep. So it's a pretty poor first half, as anyone uh, that that saw it would know. Good build-up play from Vince Lowe, who passes to Dagnall. Took it first time, mate. Uh, you know, and and worked their keeper. It was the only real sort of effort that we had. Yeah, I mean, you could tell Dagnall was a confident striker at the moment. Normally, he would have kind of taken one touch on that and then tried to place it, but it was good to hit it first time. Hit yeah. well, good save by the keeper. Stung his palms, didn't he? Yep. And then Dagnall goes close just before half time. Uh, shot a goal from a tight angle, and the keeper done really well actually to push onto the post. When we sit in the south stand, it looked like it had just gone wide. Just smashed it wide across the six-yard yeah, box. Yeah, good save by the keeper. Yeah. Dagnall was unlucky. Yeah. Other thoughts on the first half ball? Um, I thought Wood's done well, actually, when yeah. it was required. It wasn't really done much, but um, it wasn't really tested. He came and caught a corner, which is the first time I've seen a keeper. Rather than punch it. It's the first time I've seen an Olympic keeper come and catch a corner in about... Weeks, months. I'd say about seven years. <laughs> Um, so also I, I, I said to you part way through I said Cox doesn't look like he's walking right yeah. he looked like he was walking rather awkwardly Yeah. Um, and it was later confirmed he'd, he'd taken a knock in Fabio I think uh, Livrani yeah. said post-match that he'd taken a knock in training yeah so, it was very quiet it wasn't in the game a few misjudged passes you could tell yeah. something wasn't quite right about his performance um, but we Rate hope, we hope him, though, for taking that free kick straight in the ribs yeah, although when he I, turned around and screamed, I think people in the in the West End actually tweeted like they actually heard him go. Ah. I don't think that, I don't think that was his choice though to take it in the ribs. <laughs> no, 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 no. But fair play for taking it. Yep. So half time was nil nil. Uh, attendance was four four thousand nine hundred twenty seven with one hundred twenty nine away fans. Possibly the worst away attendance in many years. Yeah, yeah. shocking. Uh, half time, Lundstrom came on for right. Uh, one of the guys we sit with said he thought he saw right signal to the bench just for half time. Do the old sub sign. So. Hopefully, right's all right. And the. Boom, boom, boom. And then the second half was a mere oh, 16 seconds second old. Story of the season for the O's. Poor defending, switched off again. Cuthbert gets beaten in the air. To be fair, they thought we'd done really well to beat Cuthbert in the air and knock it down. And then their man was there, Lowry in no man's land, completely outpaced in that position. Their man took it really well, actually, yeah, finished it really finish. well. But. Yeah. Terrible goal to concede. Typical Orient goal this season to concede. Really bad. Um, and at West End O tweeted that when we conceded, Liverani destroyed a water bottle and screamed Lowry, Lowry, Lowry repeatedly and flung his hands up to the gods. That's exactly what we did. 
yeah. at the South Stand. But terrible when we goals realised that we that they'd scored. The thing was when they scored because they didn't have any fans. You didn't. It know. was a bit surreal. Like you saw it go in <laughs> and they just ran off. Just a bit weird, but just typical Orient this season, you know. But that's just the way it goes. Then straight after that, to be fair, Liverani reverted to a four-three-one-two formation with Cox playing behind the front two of Daniel Mooney. So he's not afraid to mix it up. Although for me, having Cox there doesn't really work. No. And Vincelo ended up on the left in midfield. It all ended up looking a bit, a bit strange. A bit for funny, me. didn't it? Yeah, it wasn't quite right. Pritch went right midfield. Vincelo went left wing. It was just all over the place. It was just <clears> not very good. Mooney had a good chance soon after that. Weak. Really weak shot though. Really uh, untypical for Moons really. Yeah. Uh, then Lisby came on for Cox. A few fans booing, but I don't it, think they realised. They it, thought that it was just taking off a crowd favourite, and you can't play. You can't. Can't just have your crowd favourites playing just because they're crowd favourites. No. If they're crocked or not doing well, they've got to come off, no? No, it was evident that Cox wasn't right. So Lisby came on, and for me, we looked much better once Lisby had come on. As I mentioned before, uh, Lisby's got to start for me at the moment. <clears throat> he gives the team a shape that Daniel and Moon don't do. He's the best leader of the front line we have. Um, so I would like Lisby to start on Friday. Saying that, bloody awful miss from Lisby about 10 minutes from time. Got the ball into the box. He was unmarked, mm-hmm. three yards out. Normally he'd score that. Last season he would have scored that for fun. Terrible yeah. miss. And then you kind of got the feeling it wasn't going to be our day. We weren't yeah. playing very well. Plaza came on for Moons. Plaza done all right, actually, I thought. I thought Showed a bit of grit, good. determination. Yeah. And in the last kind of minutes, the big contention issue. The contentious, yeah. Pritch got fouled in the box. He was running across the box, wasn't he, towards the uh, the byline. And he got fouled. Yeah. But, but I didn't think it was in the box I thought it was in the box and we saw the line because we sit in the south stand we saw the linesman flag and I said to Paul that must be a penalty and, no, and, and you were a bit like no I don't think it was in the box anyway at the time it was unclear um, referee gave a free kick Plaz got booked for protesting it too much Liverani apparently went mental went slinging down the touchline and ended up getting himself sent off but photos proved up afterwards that it was indeed in the box so cheated out, cheated out of a penalty there. Yeah. Not too long after that, full time whistle goes and a one 0 defeat. Fortunately for the Orient. Yeah, Cuthbert said in a post match interview, "Today's a little knock. We'll dust ourselves down and go again next week." Uh, Liverani said uh, post match uh, quite a lot of things actually. He said we didn't do well in the first half though. We did better in the second, and the subs did well. Ref missing the penalty has cost us. I've paraphrased that a bit because. I was listening as Dave Victor did it and I couldn't quite type quick enough, but that's roughly what he was saying. There's more of it on Orient Player. Yep. Um, yep, get a play. subscription to that if yep. you can. Yeah, at Dulce Dave uh, afterwards said, Fabio explained that Dean Cox sustained a fire injury in training yesterday, but wanted to play as he's such an important player for us. I've got to say, I love Cox as much as the next person, but if he's not fit, don't play him. Yeah. Surely, Rest just yourself, don't Dean. play him. Don't put yourself for it because you'll end up coming off worse for it, mate. To be fair, I don't play Cox for wanting to play. No, not But Liverani should just go, mate, no. You're like, resting. Or you're come resting. on for the last 20 or something. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't get it. You know, Because you're injuring yourself. You're, doing, you're setting yourself back. Yeah. And if you know the case, just put the same on the left left, left midfield if you have to and put sorry left back. Yeah. We've got well, like, it would work perfectly, actually, because he was looked like he was moving yeah. further forward. I thought at one point we were playing a 3-5-2 with the same on yes. the left. Yeah, I mean, we've we got options, but for me, it's disappointing to see Liverani do that. I think he just kind of gave in to pressure, because if a player is injured, the player is injured. Yeah. Um, at Johnny Lunny, 33, tweeted after the game, very good performance second half today, blatant penalty as well, feels good to be back, thanks for the support. So, yeah, yeah. good to have him back, good to see that people that he's still tweeting, but shame about the result. Yeah. Um, stat that we got, we have now lost 11 league games this season. Last season, we only lost 10 as a whole, so really lost more. 
league games this season. Yeah. That's just the way it's going, isn't it? So our player ratings from Saturday, uh, from yesterday's game, Saturday's game, Woods, I gave a six, barely had anything to do, claimed the ball from a corner and held it. Um, on Mizuzi, I gave a three, two, because I thought he was poor at passing, positioning, passing and positioning, uh, anonymous at, at, at times, I just thought he was really dreadful. Cuthbert, I gave a five, two, really didn't have anything to do uh, of much. I gave Lowry a five, poor passing at times, although I like that he drove forwards a couple of times. He was at fault for their goal as well. Uh, Dosena, we gave a five, some poor touches for him, um, and obviously got man of the match from the sponsors. Yep. Question mark. Uh, Coxie, I don't like to, but I gave Coxie a four because a lot of his passes went stray. He was injured. Um, but obviously, now we know that yeah. you're injured. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a different thing, but I gave a four just as an overall performance. Josh Wright gave a five. Didn't think he did enough. Won the ball a few times. No decent passes. No, possibly a four. But I think maybe... Very harsh, no? Five? Yeah. Maybe, maybe Coxie should be a five then. But anyway, uh, Vince Lowe, six. Ran all game. Unfortunately, no end product for him. For me, Vince Lowe's a man of match. In terms of an orange shirt, 40... I thought the rest of the team looked really lethargic. I yeah. thought Vince Lowe didn't. I thought six would be the benchmark at the top end for yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's be lots of threes, fours and yeah, fives. Yeah. But, uh, Pritch uh, worked hard. Right wing's not his position. I think he looked better in the second half when he moved to right midfield. I've got to I say, gave him a five. I've got to say, we need a, we need a winger. Like, in terms all of Finn McEnough's not fit, all the fans can see it. I hope that we get one in January. Yeah. Pritch, to be fair, works hard, but... He isn't the right winger. Yeah, absolutely. And he's not. He doesn't do well there because that's not his spot. Yeah. Moons gave a 5-2. Very average. Didn't do much that I can remember. Sort of, you know, he's the sort of player that, you know, did he even have a shot? He had one. Yeah. But, you know, he was that anonymous. Plasmati, 5. Like that he hurried the ball boy uh, towards the end uh, for the ball. Uh, and then slammed it down for the goalkeeper, who was blatantly and terribly time-wasting. Yeah, he was a prick. I like his passion. Um, Dagnall, you've forgotten. So Dagnall gave a five. I, oh, yeah. I would say Dagnall was a six. I think, looking back at the highlights, I thought Dagnall done all right. Just didn't yeah. have the service. Had no service, mate. But the effort, the chance he did have, he didn't do anything weird, did he? I don't know. Well, He forced he had, the keeper for that save. He only, had two, he only had two chances. I think one was well saved, and the other, the other he saved it again onto the post. Okay. We but can upgrade that to a six. No, wait, we can we can agree to disagree. We did Plasmati five, Lisby five, Mr. Golden chance, but helped improve the shape of the team. Agree and Lundstrom gave a six because I thought he, he had some di- very decent passes uh, and he was always asking for the ball, always making himself available. And I thought he did well for his. I would say I'd give him a five. I think he'd done nothing different from Josh Wright. Oh, see, I think he did better than Josh Wright. Nah. Cool. All right. Didn't look like any of them turned up for the game yesterday, unfortunately. Looked like a bit like a pub team we just met for the first time. That might sound harsh, but I didn't think Fleetwood were that great either. Uh, they won because they were well organised and defensively got 10 men behind the ball. Chased us down to win the ball back. They had more urgency about them. Yeah. They had long spells of possession, but didn't do much with it as Gary Woods was tested probably about twice. Yeah. The ref was poor the whole game. Allowed himself to be fooled by the same player twice who actually dived to win free kicks. Most importantly of all, we missed the penalty incident, as did his assistant, who was superbly placed to see it. All in all, very frustrating afternoon and undoes all the positivity and momentum gained from the last two games. Yeah, my thoughts on that. Um, on another day, we could have got a draw. You know, we didn't we didn't play well at all, but Mooney should have done better with his chance. Lisby has a golden chance that he whacks over, and we should have had a blatant penalty, but... Typical right in this season, switch off two seconds and you get punished. Yeah. And for me, there were two minutes late in the second half that defined our season. Pritch gets out muscled, loses the ball, we get the ball back as they give it away and then Lowry miskicks it. It's just 
that sums up the season for me. Uh, I like the fact though, that Liverani changed it, but was he right in his changes? You know, seeing Vince Lowe on the left in midfield, seeing Cox on the right, you know, it's. I'm all for changes, but they've got to be sensible. I did like it when we went to 4 3 3, though. I thought, you know, we looked like we were going to score with Plaza up there, Lisby, um, and Dagmar. I thought that was good. Yeah. I'm amazed that we don't play it on the wings more. Um, our right winger's got to be essential for the squad. And I'd rather that we spend money and get a League One or League Two player in instead of going for a 30 plus player on a free transfer who's going to, you know, take massive wages. So for me, yeah. it's getting these players in who are hungry, but it's it's got to be a winger for me. Also, something to note. Man of the match sponsor. Something's got to be done about that. The same the man of the match again. It's ridiculous. You know, it's there's been laughable events this year. You know, Vince Lowe getting it instead of Dagnall against Crew was ridiculous. You know, when we lost two not to Preston, they announced like the orange man of the match. Stupid. Got to do something, or just not announce it. Just do it privately. Mm. Fair enough. So post match at LOFC underscore Matos. Even when we lose, I'm usually the first to defend. Um, those worth defending, but there wasn't one deserved today. Yeah, at Pank, P007 said, uncreative on the ball, lacklustre flat off it, poor if doesn't master fact that zero points is all we deserved. At Chris underscore Holmes 24, Bichetti needs to invest in a quality right midfielder. The pace and skill of Moses has not been replaced by McEnough or Pritchard. Yeah, at Bradley Ackers 95 said, Desainer was poor, so I should have played. We played better when Lisby came on, and I must say, Plasmati played well too. Yeah, yeah agree with you. At yeah. Stephen J. Clark thought we played well. Enough in the last 30 to earn a point. Liz, Lisby miss, Mooney volley and penalty would have gone in last year. Yeah, at Dicko86 said, we need to stop blaming the ref and look at our own performance. It should have been a penalty, but it wasn't. So that leaves us 20th in League One, having played 24 games so far. Won six, drawn seven, lost 11. We're now on 25 points with a goal difference of minus three and we're at the bottom four on goal difference god so still very very close to the edge a bit too close for comfort so yeah. positives this week we're just going to be uh blunt none there were none yeah <laughs> yeah uh negatives too many to mention but we'll go with no consistency no pace and no width and yeah. we'll just keep it at that otherwise again we'll have a massive podcast on our hands absolutely so Hero of the Week, just to finish up with. Uh, we're going a bit left field here. Um, it's not actually an Orient Hero of the Week, but it's a footballing Hero of the Week. Um, and it's to the posh chairman, Darren McAntony, for his ranting tweets. Um, so Peterborough he... played Colchester this day. Lost, I think it was 2-0. I think they lost 2-0. And basically, he just came out and said what every Peterborough supporter was thinking. So he literally ripped, just ripped the team apart and made some great points. So if you haven't seen those, it's well worth um, reading those. Complete opposite to Francesco Pichetti, who doesn't seem to have anything to say at all fans. This chairman's gone the other direction, just slated players in front of him. He's one of a kind, though, Darren McCann, yeah. in the sense that no other chairman come out and. Absolutely, do but, that. but I, like, I like the fact, you know, the manager's always the first to go and the players kind of get away with murder. Because everyone was never gets Ferguson, sacked. Yeah. Weren't they? And he said, you've got to look at some of the plays, you know, 500k forward, he misses a goal from eight yards out. Unchallenged. A keeper who has three, three shots at him, concedes two of them. A defender who loses the, he does a 50 yard run and loses the ball and Up they two. score. <laughs> it's brilliant. But fair play to the guy, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd love Bichetti to be similar to that and kind of share his thoughts more because, you know, Bichetti, I don't know anything about it from Francesco still. Mm. But we'll see. So next week we've got Preston away on Friday night. Does anyone know why that's been moved to the Friday night? Uh, is it just for TV? Just TV. Yeah, yeah, okay. just TV. Um, Preston are doing well at the moment. They're fourth in League One. They've played twenty four, won thirteen, drawn six, lost five, and are on forty five points. So no. if you go in, 
have a great uh, yeah safe journey up there and sorry to those of you that did book your tickets in advance yeah, and, ridiculous. Aren't, and aren't getting any change out of that sorry to hear that um, obviously Jamie Jones is not going to be playing unless their keeper injures himself yeah he's out of the first team but if he is there you know give him a pat on the back or or give him a you know whatever your feelings are towards Jamie that'll be an interesting one and we look forward to watching it on Sky Sports we're both working on Friday so I've got a chance to go up there so again if you go and have a safe journey you know poor performance yesterday but we're still Orient we still love Orient and we still That's want right. them to do well and try and keep positive um, keep singing keep cheering them on yeah absolutely so keep giving us your tweets keep giving us your emails thanks for everything that you've been engaging with us on we've loved it so keep it going and as we said you know up the O's things are going to get better have a great week absolutely see you next week up the O's Every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy now